This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. I am Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And always, 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 always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Hit us up on Twitter anytime you want at Coleman ESPN. And also H Douglas 83. Ten minutes away from on this NFL weekend, we are calling Who Are You Weekend in the NFL? We're going to get to a little questions and answers regarding certain games. Part of Who Are You Weekend in the NFL that comes your way in about 10 minutes. But we bring back in our man Devin Kane, the pride of St. Bonaventure, for another edition of Who's at the Kids' Table and Who's at the Grown Folks' Table. We did the AFC about two hours ago. It is time for the NFC version. Who is there and who ain't when it comes to the Kids' Table and the Grown Folks' Table. So we did no, We did the NFC. It's time to do the AFC. We did do the earlier, so let's do the NFC. So Devin Kane, the floor is yours. All right, so let's do a little AFC. So again, I'll, I'll, I'll preface this the same way I did the first time. We got a couple teams, the Ravens 8 and 3, the Chiefs 7 and 3, mm-hmm. the Jaguars 7 and 3, mm-hmm. the Dolphins 7 and 3. Of those four, are they all at the grown folks table or anyone of Jackson's? Are they is any of those teams at the kids table? So we're doing the AFC, not AFC. the NFC. AFC. Not the NFC. We did the NFC already, yes. Okay, so for the AFC, I'm going to have the Kansas City Chiefs okay. and the Baltimore Ravens at the grown-ups table. Okay. That's who I have at the grown-ups table right now. I'm going to put the Dolphins at the grown-ups table, too. I'll okay. put them there because I, they're getting people back in terms of Jalen Ramsey. That offense, I thought they found themselves just a little bit in the second half of that Chiefs game, although what we know now, that Chiefs offense has a completed version of scoring in the second half. But I give the Dolphins defense a lot of credit for keeping them out of the end zone. So I'm with you. Ravens and Chiefs, I'll put the Dolphins there. I think... They've learned their lesson from the three games they played and it comes to big boy football that the next time they're in that situation of playing big boy, big boy football, excuse me, they're not going to spit the bit. We won't find out against the Jets. They should beat them on Friday. At yeah. the Washington Commanders, home versus Tennessee, versus the Jets, I got the final three games I circle. Cowboys, at Ravens, at the Buffalo Bills. If they go 0-3, they're going to make me look like a fool. And I don't need any help from anybody to make me look like a further fool. So I'll put them a little bit from the kids' table to the grown-ups' table. Yeah, I think the Miami Dolphins, man, they're, they're in a, a prime spot, I think, in, in my opinion. The next four games, they could easily win and be 11-3 and before they have those last three games. But then when you get to that moment, and you should be thinking this way anyway, you take one game at a time. Okay. But I, I really feel like they have a, a strong chance to be 11-3 and before they finish off their last three games. And for them, if you're able to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs and everyone has to come to you where that heat is a factor, just about all these teams are going to be practicing and playing at home in cold like weather. If you can get an advantage in that in that way, in that manner, I think that's it will pay huge dividends for the Miami Dolphins. All right. So let's go to a couple teams that Mm -hmm. are seven and three that maybe could be inching their way up. The Jaguars. And the Browns. What do you guys need to see from them to get a seat at the growing folks table, Harry? I'll say for the Jaguars, I just think more consistency across the board for them. Trevor Lawrence at times, like at the beginning of the year, you would see mediocre Trevor Lawrence. And then for five games straight, you would see Trevor Lawrence playing at a strong at a high level. And then you would see a drop off in Trevor Lawrence against the mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers. But you'll see him last week and he put up 
magical numbers. Right. I think more consistency across the board because they're a team, in my opinion, that's on the rise. We've seen them have an opportunity to make the playoffs last year, went down big, came back and won. Mm-hmm. But when they played the Kansas City Chiefs, they, the biggest moments arose and they weren't able to make the play. So I think yeah. more consistency across the board for, for, for Jacksonville. I want to believe in Jacksonville. I know they're 7 and 3. I love that coach Doug Peterson. I mean, he is a, a terrific big game coach. But, Harry, I'm with you. I want to look at them and say, yep, if you have to play Kansas City, if you have to play Baltimore, if you have to play Miami, I, I believe you can beat those teams, that you're just not going to hang around and make it close. I don't believe that about the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I'm with you on that one. In terms of consistency, I want to look at, look at them and say, yep, I believe you guys can actually do it because right now I don't have that belief when it comes to them. And I feel the same way about the go. Cleveland Browns. And I know that people in Cleveland, like the Williamses, with me on Twitter, at Coleman ESPN and HDOS 83, who else do we have to beat? Browns should be at the big table. No, they shouldn't. I know you beat the San Francisco 49ers. That was a wide right miss. You should have won that game, but you, you won that game. The 49ers should have won that game. And, yeah, the Ravens blew a, a lead in the fourth quarter. Your defense made a play, but come on now. You're, you have a rookie quarterback. Your team does not belong at that big table. As great as your defense is, as terrific as your offensive line is, last time I checked, live in the quarterback world. Do you really think that Dorian Thompson-Robinson can go into Kansas City, can even go into Jacksonville and beat that team and outplay Trevor Lawrence? And not seeing that, not at well, the big table. I, I think that's where we got to start, you know, keeping things real. Even if you're a fan of that football team, you got to understand, like, that's a rookie quarterback being thrusted into a situation. And we're and not talking we, about C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback. N- no, right? We're talking about Doran Thompson-Robinson, who was not the starter, right? The, his last game was his second start, and I literally watched Kevin Stefanski as the offensive coordinator protect his young quarterback. They resulted to the quick game, the three-step drop from a quarterback just about the entire game. Now, they did a few, about three or four naked bootlegs to get him out on the edge to showcase his athleticism. But for the most part, they were throwing slants, y'all. Slants. And the Pittsburgh Steelers only got one interception? That's crazy to me. I'm jumping every route. <laughs> Man, if you beat me deep, you beat me deep. But, boy, I'm going to take one back. I'm going to Deron Bland you. I'm going to take one back to the aisle. I'm going to take get, one of them slants back. Let's get into some teams that yeah. have six wins, right? Because that's okay. another interesting tidbit for the AFC. You got the Texans at 6-4. and four. Stop right there, Dev. I believe in them. Okay. I, be- I think that football team, mm-hmm. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a put my big boy pants on. The Houston no, no. Texans have an opportunity to sit at the big table. Yes, I said it with a rookie head coach. So they're at the big table in your opinion right now? They're, they have – not right now. For, okay. Not oh, right now, but they, right. They, they have an opportunity to get there, though. Okay. They have an opportunity to get there. All right. I think give me about two more weeks. Okay. And we had this conversation. Right. Well, they're going to be stomping with the big dogs, like Martin say. Well, if they beat the Jaguars and Broncos at home, then you will be proven correct because they'll be 8-4. and four. Then they play at the New York Jets, at the Tennessee Titans, home versus Cleveland, home versus Tennessee, then at the Indianapolis Colts. So, yeah, we'll find out how much of a big underwear wear you're going to be if the Houston Texans win the next couple of games. Now, I ain't no 2X now. <laughs> And say all of that now. Okay. You, you, I'm trying to help you out here. I'm slim. 
<laughs> what else, Devin? Who else? So let me ask you about the Steelers at six and four. Have we soured on the Steelers after everything that's happened? Uh, Matt Canada out? Even before they fired okay. him, I soured on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can't be outgained in every game and convince me that you're a team that can do something if you get into the playoffs. So the, the, you, you know the, what I got? You know what I got for the Steelers, Dale? You know how like when my kids were like two and three months, they they were helpless. You got to feed them. Hell, I got to feed them the, the baby food at the little, little, little uh, glass jar. <laughs> so this, yep, this, that's so what I got to do. This is beyond Mike Tomlin's control at this point. Because I don't think anyone is going to blame Mike Tomlin for this. Well, well, st- some Steelers fans will. They've yeah, already blamed Mike Tomlin for saying you shouldn't have hired Can- Mike um, Canada in the first place. They're already blaming him for that. Already. They, they will find any reason plenty of Steelers fans, well, we need to get somebody better. The ones that are better Mike Tomlin are not leaving their teams. They're not. You're not Andy Reid's not going to wake up one day and say, I'm tired of ha- coaching Patrick Mahomes. Let me go to Pittsburgh. No one's saying that in the National Football League. They need to give Mike Tomlin more of a break because if he's not there, there's no way your team is 6-4, and four, being outgained in every game this year, period. Kenny Pickett, you got to grow up, man. You can't be getting burnt your whole life. I remember hitting my son on the back. You can't be getting burnt your whole life. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to graduate to the solids. <laughs> and where the big drawers. Yeah, big boy draw. <laughs> All right, I think we got two more teams that are worthy of discussion here. Okay. The Bills are sitting at 6 and 5. Mm-hmm. They they got a really tough schedule. Everyone, you know, they have they have the talent, they have the potential. Is there a chance by the end of the season they're sitting at the grown folks table, Harry? There is a chance. Because number 1, I, and I know Josh Allen has been a turnover machine, but also we've seen what it looks like when Josh Allen is special on the positive end. And I think when you have a quarterback of that caliber, anything can happen and you always have a chance. They have mm-hmm. a number one wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. I think Joe Brady is going to help protect Josh Allen a little bit and result right. to that run game and get those running backs involved, mm-hmm. not just in the run game, but also in the pass game more to take a little pressure off of them. They're not the big kids table. They're close. Maybe because, like you said, because they're talented, but Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys – well, it's a gauntlet. Yeah, and the Chargers, despite their head coach, won't be easy either because they can score when it comes to the Chargers. They have a defensive-minded coach who can't coach defense, but that's another story for another day. I just wonder how much of that schedule with a new offensive coordinator trying to get everybody up to speed against better defenses. I think the Buffalo Bills right now are at the kids' table. They got to go 2-1 and one within their, the next three games. They have to. No doubt. And I, I can see one and two. I can see easily. one and two. You can yeah, easily I, see one and two. I can see one and two. I don't know about two you, and you one. Can, you could probably see 0 and 3, honestly. That possibility is there, too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see 3 and 0, but I'm with you. I, I, yeah, that's going to be hard for Buffalo. All right, last one. I can't believe I'm even saying this team has a chance to be at the, the grown folks table, but the Denver Broncos sitting at 5 and 5. They've shown some things over the, over the past few weeks. Freddie, any chance? Any chance? I'm going to say no when it comes to the Denver Broncos. The defense has played better. Harry made the point about an hour and a half ago how Cortland Sutton has become that number one guy. They thought that was supposed to be Jerry Judy. That's Cortland Sutton. And I go back to that Thursday night game when they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs where Sean Payton was just going up and down and side to side on Russell Wilson. And Russell took off his helmet and to say, like, bleep you, man. I'm tired of you blaming me for everything that's gone wrong here. I'm not the one out there not blocking people. I'm not the one out there running the wrong routes. I'm not the one out there running into the wrong hole as a running back or not stopping people on defense. You better knock that off. From that point on, it's amazing how that has flipped, where Sean Payton is now praising Russell Wilson and not just trying to bury him with flowers on top of his body in a grave. 
So I'm not going to say they're the grown kids' table yet. But for Russell Wilson, he's at the grown kids' table because he got sick and tired of the quote-unquote adult in the room treating him like a little kid. Yeah, for the Denver Broncos, I think right now they're at the kids' table. I don't see them making it to the grown folks' table at any point this season because they play the Cleveland Browns, and we know what that defense of the Cleveland Browns look like. And I think that's going to be another game that probably comes down to the end and who's able to possess the football. They play the Houston Texans. We know what C.J. Stroud has been able to do this season. That's going to be a tough one for them. We know the Los Angeles Chargers. They got to play them twice. They can score the football. Can Denver score that much? I haven't seen it yet this season. But now Detroit, you got to go to Detroit. There are a lot of games on their schedule left still where I think their opponents in Houston, the Chargers, and the Detroit Lions can score points. Not to mention, like you mentioned, the Chargers. And the Raiders won't be easy either. At the last game of the season, especially AFC West matchup, that will not be a fun time for the Denver Broncos, who are definitely a lot better, but still a ways away. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. And Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance of motorcycles, boats, and RVs gives you protection on the road and on the water. So see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby. Give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. Now, we usually do it on Friday, but since Thanksgiving, three day, three games start tomorrow, Thanksgiving, we decided to move it up 48 hours and make sure that we get you ready for NFL questions and answers in terms of what do we know and what do we want to see from the games part of who are you weekend in the National Football League. We start with the first game of the day that involves the Lions. Hosting the Green Bay Packers, Harry, 12.30 Eastern time on Fox. That kicks off this weekend. What do you know? What do you want to see? Well, I know the Detroit Lions have an opportunity to win on Thanksgiving Day for the first time in a long time. We <laughs> definitely know that. Uh, what I want to see is how they're going to come out in this football game because when you look at the Green Bay Packers, I believe they're in the eight seat right now when it comes to the playoffs. So this is a meaningful game for the Green Bay Packers as well. Also, Jordan Love coming off a game where he was a lot better last week. Mm -hmm. I want to see, can the Detroit Lions, are they not going to play with this? Now, I said this once earlier this year with a team. I can't remember who it was. Dallas Cowboys against Arizona. I want to see, are you going to come out if you're the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving and not play with your food (laughs) and eat that turkey? Eat that cheese. You like what I did right there, Green Bay Packers? Eat that cheese. Well done. done. And not play with them. Here's what I know. Division games are always hard to win. I don't care if it's Thanksgiving. I don't care if it's Black Friday. I don't care if it's Freddie Coleman Saturday. Anytime you have a division game and a team believes that they still have a chance to get into playoffs like the Green Bay Packers, that is not going to be an easy game. That game's going down to the fourth quarter. That's what I know. Here's what I can't wait to see, how the Lions, to your point, Harry, handle being the hunted. They have not been this good this late since 1962. Let me say that out loud. They have not been 8-2 and two this good late since 1962. It's a long time. Yes, exactly. I was not even born yet, and I'm older than dirt. That's how long it's been that the Detroit Lions have been this good this late in the National Football League. I can't wait to see how they handle the spotlight and being the hunted when they have not been in this position on Thanksgiving Day since 1962. Commanders at Cowboys. That game at 4.30 Eastern time on CBS. Harry, what do you know? What do you want to see? What I know is that Commander's quarterback, Sam Howell, is leading the lead right now in passing yards. I also know that Dak Prescott the last five weeks has played better than any quarterback in the National Football League. What I want to see, Freddie, 
Mm-hmm. See, Deron Bland got his fourth interception return for a touchdown this past weekend. I want to see the fifth. One thing we know about the Washington Commanders, they're going to throw the football 85% of the time in this game. <laughs> now, Michael Parsons is going to have an opportunity to have a hell of a game. Deron Bland is going to have an opportunity to take a pick six back to the house. I want to see if that's going to actually happen again for the fifth time mm-hmm. this year. Here's what I know. Sam Howell and Micah Parsons will get well acquainted because you're right. They're going to throw it about 85% of the time, which means that number 11 with the star in his helmet, he's going to get to know the guy on the other side quite well because they can't block anybody, especially in the passing game. Sam Howell and Micah Parsons will look like guys running a 4 by 100 relay, look like they're passing the baton. That's how close they're going to be. That's what I know. What I want to see is Dak Prescott can continue to stay hot. I know he's talking quite, quite confident. The way that I feel, the confidence that I have in this group myself, zone, I guess you can call it, whatever it is. Talked about it over and over, the coaches, just the chemistry of this team. Yeah, by far the best I've, I've ever felt. And it's not just me, it's, it's, it's a lot of the things around me that ultimately, uh, being a leader, a lot of times you're trying to control those things, you're trying to make sure things around you are, uh, are good, taking up in, in places, this, this, and that, and that, that's... The, the minimal of my job right now is handling things outside of my job, which obviously makes it easier for me. That sounds good. Can he continue it? Because, you know, a lot of people looking, well, when's that one game that Dak's going to have where he gives it away? And if it happens on Thanksgiving Day against a team that you know you're better than, then a lot of people say, yep, it's only a matter of time before we see that Dak that we've seen being inconsistent, no matter how hot he's been lately. 49ers at Seahawks. This game at 820 Eastern Time on NBC. Seattle may not have their quarterback, Geno Smith. He is questionable for this game. They probably won't have their running back when it comes to Kenneth Walker the fourth. He is doubtful out of this game. What do you know? What do you want to see? Yeah, I know the San Francisco 49ers the last two weeks have shut a lot of people up. A lot of people that had questions about this football team and if they're elite. The San Francisco 49ers as a team, they're elite. They have playmakers across the field. Offense, defense, special teams, they have it. And they have Kyle Shanahan as a coach. What I want to see, I want to see how DK Metcalf is going to be in this football game. Mm, yeah. He's had some roller coaster rides this season. He's been up and down. First half versus the Washington Commanders weren't good, wasn't good. And then in the second half, he really stepped it up a lot, was attacking the football. I want to see how he's going to be able to fare up versus the secondary of the San Francisco 49ers. Is he going to take advantage of those guys? Here's what I know. Purdy, Brock Purdy, will not have a perfect passer rating, but he's still going to be pretty damn good. Last week completed 21 out of 25 passes and three touchdowns over 300 yards. He's not going to be perfect Purdy, Brock Purdy, but he's going to be more than enough, and that'll be more than enough for San Francisco. Not going to run tail that, Brother Dev. Dev still wants to see more. Devin Kane. He's I already, need to see more. He's already oh established. Oh, goodness. Yes. I need to see more. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I got to see. I, I got weird things. Exactly. One way or the other. <laughs> Here's what I can't wait to see when it comes to this game. How bad of a blow could this be? Your quarterback compromise. You're not going to have your running back. You'll have your home crowd in your favor, but San Francisco loves nothing better than to going into enemy stadiums and quieting that crowd, which is almost impossible to do. When it comes to that 12th man in Seattle, I think this game is going to be a J.D. runaway in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. Dolphins at Jets. The first ever Black Friday football game happening at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Prime Video. What do you know, Harry? What do you want to see? 
I know the, the Miami Dolphins, man, have a prime opportunity these next four weeks to really try to distance themselves or put themselves in a position that they really want to be in come their last three football games. Um, what I want to see, I want to see how Tim Boyle is going to perform. Mm-hmm. He's able to get the start for the New York Jets. They made a quarterback change. Zach Wilson is not second team. He's on the third string right now at the moment. Can Tim Boyle give this football team some new life and make plays out there at the quarterback position? Here's what I know based on what you just said. Everybody at MetLife's team is going to feel better at the beginning, knowing that Zach Wilson will not be on the center. And believe me, he was put in an unwinnable situation by his organization, but produce or beat it. And the Jets have told him to beat it, and not just for this year, but maybe for his NFL career, especially in New York. That's what I, want to, that's what I know. What do I want to see? If the Jets can actually get that spark. Because I've seen it before from last year, Mike White got in there, and that Jets offense and defense played a heck of a lot better. But now you're playing a Dolphins team that they clearly know they're better than the Jets, and now you're, pay- you're playing a second, really third-string quarterback in Tim Boyle because Aaron Rodgers got hurt and Zach Wilson was ineffective. That's what I can't wait to see. The Dolphins act like the Dolphins and not play down to their competition. Jaguars at Texans. First place matchup on the line in the AFC South. One, e- 1 o'clock Eastern time on CBS. Jaguars are 7-3. and three. Texans are 6-4. and four. Harry, what do you know? What do you want to see? I know that this game is going to decide who is going to be the AFC South winner. Okay. That's just how I feel. I feel strong about that, Freddie. Um, what I want to see, I want to see these two quarterbacks go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I want to see C.J. Stroud throw a touchdown pass. I want to see Trevor Lawrence throw a touchdown pass. I want to see when the game's on the line for both of these quarterbacks, we've seen it from C.J. Stroud multiple times this season already. I want to see can Trevor Lawrence answer the bell if he has to. That's what I want to see. I want to see these two young quarterbacks who have a bright future in the National Football League go at it, go toe-to-toe, go series with, uh, series for series, and really, really give us a treat this, this, this weekend. Here's what I know. All the pressure in this game is on the Jacksonville Jaguars. They did not think they'd be playing the Houston Texans at this point of the year and having first place on the line. They did not think they'd have to deal with that team. So for the first time in a minute, all the pressure on Jacksonville. What I can't wait to see is if C.J. Stroud, after having a quote-unquote lackluster performance but found a way to make sure his team not lose that game, how he bounces back. And I firmly believe that's not going to be a problem. That's what I can't wait to see. Browns at Broncos. Harry Douglas will be on the call with Steve Levy of that game, 4 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN Radio. Cleveland Browns with their rookie quarterback, but they're 7-3. Denver Broncos, the team right now that has the longest winning streak in the NFL, the Denver Broncos. They've won four in a row. Now they're five and five. Harry, what do you know? What do you want to see? Well, I know the defenses for both of these teams. For the Cleveland Browns, they've been amazing and awesome all year. Uh, ranked first in just about every category. But when you look at the defense of the Denver Broncos the last four weeks, they've really stepped it up tremendously, Freddie, in my opinion, mm-hmm. getting 13 takeaways. When you're able to take the football away, now you're able to give your offense extra possessions. What I want to see, though, I want to see how Russell Wilson is going to be right. versus this defense. Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward in the back end. We know Jim Schwartz is going to bring the blitz. We know he's going to play man coverage on the back end. I want to see how Russ is going to be able to handle that. Off- also, this offense, this offensive line, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Sutton, when they have one-on-one versus the corners, can they be able to win their one-on-one matchups in this ballgame on Sunday? Here's what I know. Miles Garrett will be the best player in the field. If you ain't I, never lied. Right now, if I had a vote for MVP and you said who I'd give it to right now, that guy's getting my vote, Miles Garrett. I've seen too many games this year where he has been the best player in the field. Not best defensive player, best player in the field. That's what I know. What I want to see, what kind of difference will Dorian Thompson-Robinson really make 
when now a team has more film on him, what he can do best and what he can't do. And that Broncos defense, they are hunting. They are collecting. They are gathering. You do not want to put Dorian Thompson Robinson in a box and then have the Denver Broncos put him in their bag on defense. That's how much better they've been able to play lately. That's what I can't wait to see. He is Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Thanks for joining us. I'm Freddie Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. The biggest game of the weekend is in college. High noon between Ohio State versus Michigan. What if Michigan wins this game, but it's an instant classic? What could that do for the college football playoffs? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is Groove Without Wednesday on Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app. Sears X and Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Not too many coaches in modern football can be 54 and 6 and under some kind of pressure. That's where Ryan Day of the Ohio State University is. They're number two in the college football playoff rankings. They're about to play number three Michigan Saturday noon Eastern time. College game day with Harry Douglas. They'll be there before college game day on TV. All that starts at 8.30 Eastern time on social media before the big show happens at 9 o'clock on college game day on ESPN. And Devin Kane, our producer, raised this question, Harry, about a guy that's 54-9, and but oh for his last two versus Michigan. If this is a really, really big game, for the coach at the Ohio State University at number two in the country. No, it's it's a huge game for Ryan Day. You look at the last two years and the magnitude uh, or the way that Michigan was able to beat the Ohio State Buckeyes, it was with physicality. Physicality two years ago when the game was in Ann Arbor, and then last year you look at all the big plays defensively that they gave up to the Michigan Wolverines. And I just thought it was a situation where – 
I, I didn't think Ohio State was the better team in any one of those football games. Mm-hmm. Now, when they got to college football playoffs last year and they should have beaten Georgia, that was a different Ohio State team than I seen sure. the last game of the year versus the Michigan Wolverines. But I think right now, you got to look at this. C.J. Stroud was a quarterback for this team the last two years, and they weren't able to beat Michigan. Now you have Kyle McCord as your quarterback, and Michigan is still a really good football team. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to be able to get it done. Now, you look at Maryland last week, they, they, they were able to have a, a little bit of success, you know, through the air. And, you know, you do have Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just think the, the, this game is huge, not only for Ohio State and the university, but for head coach Ryan Day. You, they, yeah. they have to get a win this weekend. Yeah, and you mentioned that because Heather Dennis, ESPN College Football reporter, when she was on Unsportsmanlike with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman, she even talked about a guy who was 54-6. and six. But pressure on Ryan Day if he doesn't beat Michigan for the third straight year? If they were to lose to Michigan, I think the scrutiny would absolutely intensify. It was at a peak last year when they lost to Michigan. And Ohio State has not lost three straight to Michigan since 1990-whatever it was. It's been a really long time. So you don't want to have that dubious distinction. But I think what's really bothering Ohio State fans is not just that they've lost to Michigan. It's that Michigan has started to elbow the Buckeyes out in terms of the college football playoff spot. They've earned that national spotlight next door to the Buckeyes as well. So the pressure is tremendous at Ohio State, Ryan Day knows that. He knows it. He feels it. And believe me, Michigan would love nothing better. Can you imagine what that would sound like, Harry, if Michigan wins this game without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines? Ooh. Ohio State fans would be apoplectic by saying, wait, 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 wait. Those, those allegation monsters over there, those alleged sign stealers over there, they don't have their coach in the sidelines over there, and you can't beat them Without their coach over there, I can't even imagine what Sports Talk Radio in Columbus would sound like on Monday if Michigan beats Ohio State for the third straight year and Jim Harbaugh nowhere, anywhere near the sidelines at home for Michigan. I want to see how physical Ohio State is going to be in this football game. I want to see them say, you know what? We're going to bring our our hard hat and our lunch pail. We're going to be able to run the football with our running backs. I think it's also imperative to know that, you know, the the Ohio State Buckeyes, they are getting back healthy. They have key pieces back. Mm -hmm. You look at Travion Henderson, and also you look at Emeka Ibuka. Those are two key pieces to their offense and guys that are playmakers that can make a difference in this ball game. So I know they're excited to get those guys back. But it, it, it's going to be a hell of a game. I can't wait to be there. It's going to be cold as all outdoors. I don't <laughs> give a damn. Yeah. It's going to be worth my eyes watching. I'm also going to have my iPad because I have okay. to tune into my Louisville Cardinals. <laughs> yes, you know. uh, loyalty goes a long way. Not yep. just between Ohio State and Michigan, but also when it comes to you being an alum, an alumna when it comes to Louisville Cardinals football about to play in the Commonwealth against Kentucky. Harry Douglas, a Louisville grad, Freddie Coleman, the Mansfield University grad on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Now, Jim Harbaugh can be with the team during the week. He just can't be there on the sidelines on Saturday. During a press conference earlier this week, the term respect level and Ryan Day was answered this way by Mr. Khaki himself. What would you say is your respect level for Ryan Day and, and their staff? It's all about our preparation for Ohio. Um, you know, the days, the minutes, the hours, everything leading up to this game, um, you know, that's where our focus is. Preparing ourselves and planning, 
going to practice and then execute. So, uh, I mean, anything else is irrelevant, um, you know, when you get into this kind of this kind of big game week. In other words, no respect. No respect. Not oh, giving respect. Goodness. Not talking respect. Jim Harbaugh did not even mention his name, answering that question by saying, it's all about our focus on Ohio, not Ohio State, on Ohio. And he had the audacity to not even put Ryan Day's name between his lips. <laughs> I love rivalry week. Listen, the first thing that caught my attention that he said as we prepare for Ohio, he didn't even say Ohio State. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> the man didn't even acknowledge Ryan not Day. At all, like he didn't exist. He didn't acknowledge him. Then he said anything else that's not about Michigan football basically is irrelevant. I don't want to hear nothing about no Ohio State, no Ryan Day, no Sunday, no today. <laughs> Any day, I don't want to hear about it. That's basically what Jim Harbaugh just said right he there. He really did. And I guess I'm not surprised that he said it. If anything, I would have been more surprised if man, Ryan Day, one of the better coaches. We have a lot of respect. Mm-mm. That's how this goes to Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. they are rivalries with bad blood in them. I mean, the Paul Feinbaum show, they talk Alabama-Auburn football 24-7, 365. That's just rooted in complete hate. But when you go beyond the respect meter for your opposing co- for the opposing coach and for the opposing team, that's where this is. What is that going to be like in that stadium with all this leading into it and Ohio State fans and Michigan fans, and you know – there's going to be a brew or two that's yeah. going to be consumed even that early before they get into the big house to play this game. It's going to look like some not a brave heart if things don't go the way one way or the other for which team with number two Ohio State taking on number three Michigan. And I'll tell you, Freddie, when we did college game day from Ohio, excuse me, from Michigan and Ann Arbor two years ago, it was the greatest college day I had been a part of up mm. until what we just experienced at James Madison. Right. Uh, it was freezing cold outside. It was snowing. It was a little sleety out there as well. The fans showed up and showed out. They was ready. They didn't care. Right. They're accustomed to it. They're built for it. And then the DJ, every time Michigan made a play, he was in, in the stands <laughs> playing pump, pump, pump it up. Pump. And all you seen was the Michigan players bouncing on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I, I think it's safe to say this. We yeah. might see a brawl or two. Maybe in pregame, maybe during the game, we may see something go on. Right. Also, I think at the end, whoever wins this football game, I don't know if we're going to get a handshake. Well, there's no way. I'd I don't be, think we're going to get a handshake. I'd be stunned if we see a handshake. If anything, it might be like a drive-by, like a whatever, and keep right on going. But if Michigan wins and they storm the field, then you don't have to worry about a handshake then as far as that goes. And if that, that Can you imagine, let's say, Michigan wins an instant classic. The committee has told us that Ohio State – is not one of the four best teams in the country. They're one of the two best teams in the country. It's them and Georgia because they were number one in the rankings, the playoff rankings, the first couple of weeks. If Michigan wins an instant classic and then wins the Big Ten championship, then how do you tell everybody, we're going to make sure the best four teams are out there, but Ohio State's not in that because they couldn't beat Michigan, even though Michigan barely beat them, if that happens. And that's where the committee what they value is conference championships. Mm-hmm. Now, Ohio State would need a lot of other action to happen. Absolutely. Um, you know, the last, well, tomorrow, excuse me, this weekend and also conference championship weekend for them to squeak in there if they have that one loss, not being a conference champion. Uh, but if you just went out, you don't have to worry about nobody else handling business for you. You handle your own business. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of something. <laughs> Both of those teams play yes. at noon Eastern I'm, time. I'm there Saturday. for all the the yeah. interactions, the all the beef. I'm there mm-hmm. for it. You, you ever see two bears fighting in the woods? 
that's what that game's going to look like in the stands between Michigan fans and Ohio State fans. I can promise you. I seen one poop, too, in Alaska. Really? Yeah, Why would you want to see that? It's not that I wanted to see it. It just okay. happened to be pooping at the time. I, I, I don't know if that's like some thing. You go up there and say, you know, when you go see a bear really blank in the woods, that there's <laughs> actually like a, 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 that's an attraction. Wasn't no normal poop either. You take a picture? Of the bear, yeah. Not of the poop. You lie. No, I got it. I got it on a flash drive. Okay. Like we had we had a drone up in yeah. the air. So, and also, I, I'm going to send you all the videos okay. of us walking on the bank. Okay. And literally... Uh, a bear walking across, and then there was another one on the right side of the bank, up in the in the little bushes. That was a Kodiak bear or a brown this, bear? Uh, oh, I don't. I I seen the pictures. I seen the okay. video. Yeah, put it this way: a bear that big. I'm not asking. You know what? What are you? <laughs> is it true? <laughs> who, who, who's your daddy? Is it true? If, if you see like a grizzly, you're supposed to like act play dead, and if you see a black bear, you're supposed to you know act loud. Well, well number one, you're just supposed to be normal. If you just, see a grizzly bear, and stay and all, everybody got to stay together, right? So, so they see like a big object. The only thing they can wanna, smell you from miles away, though. Yeah, they can smell you. The only grizzly I want to see is when I'm watching on TV. I don't want to be that close to the grizzly. I don't want to look at me and say, "Oh, I can take him." Well, we that's what I do can. in Alaska, man. Y'all got to come join me in Alaska. That's what we do. We see bears. We go deep sea fishing. Everything. Listen, if you if you're, if you're if you see a grizzly and you're with a group, you just got to be faster than the slowest guy. Absolutely. Like I Trust told my, me, the group yeah. I go with, I am the I'm the last one that's going to get caught. It's like, it's like I told my college roommate, we encountered a, a mama bear and her three cubs. And he says, Freddie, we can't outrun those bears. I said, I don't have to worry about it. All I got to outrun is you. I'm going to post a video on Twitter so so, so all all the people on Twitter can see it as that's well. Fair, X, fair. whatever they call it. Yeah. Twitter, X. I'm calling it Twitter. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you can't make me say X. I'm not doing it. Hit him on Twitter at hdouglas83 where he'll have the bare necessities with that picture that he's going to put out there. You see what I did there? He, he's Harry Douglas. <laughs> I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. And we're still in the hunt. When it comes to ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, we're still very, very much alive. And we're going to have a little bonus when it comes to that as well. Stay tuned for our picks against our family next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on the Freddie and Harry Groovathon. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And I'll tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Usually each and every Friday we do this when we have a chance to get together with family and have a mano e mano battle. But since it's a Wednesday before New Year, before Thanksgiving, we decided to move up a little bit because we go against family like this. And it's a little Freddie and Harry, the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. As of right now, we're in a three-way tie for second with game night with Q Myers and unsportsmanlike like with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman at 19-12-2. Carlin versus Joe leading the way at 22-9-2, so we got to fix that. Amber and Ian at 12-19-2. And, and we're not even going to talk about Greeny. He's so far in last place, there's no need to bother with that as far as that goes. So we start things off. Packers versus the Lions. Lions at home tomorrow, 7.5-point favorite of the Detroit Lions. Now, the room always wins. The room dictates. So we're going to have the room go first before Harry and I make our pick. So Devin Kane, Lions a 7.5-point favorite against the Packers. What say you? Lions at home, man. They're rolling Thanksgiving. They've been doing this for a lot of years and losing a lot of years. I think they're going to turn around. I'm taking the Lions. Okay. Sam Pierce, what about you? I second that. Okay. Mr. Josh, welcome to the show. What about you? I think the Lions will win, but I think the Packers will cover. Okay. Harry Douglas, we got a two to one. What do you think? I'm going with the Lions, seven and a half. Yep. I'm going to go with the Lions as well. So four to one, the room wins. We think the Lions win by more than seven and a half. Commanders at Cowboys. Cowboys a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. Yikes. Josh, what do you think is going to happen? 
I like the Cowboys here. Ten and a half. Still like Dallas. Okay. Sam Pierce, fellow Cowboys fan. I'm riding with Dallas. All right. Devin Kane. Cowboys. Okay. Harry Douglas. Cowboys. All right. I guess it's unanimous. We all think the Cowboys are going to win by ten and a half, which means we're in serious, serious trouble right now making that kind of pick. 49ers at Seahawks. 49ers a six and a half point favorite against Seattle in Seattle tomorrow night. Devin Kane, where do you stand? Man, the news about Geno Smith. Kenneth uh, Walker, this is swaying me towards the 49ers. I was already thinking about it, but I'm going 49ers. Sam, what about you? Definitely going Niners. Okay. Josh, what about you? I third that Niners, six and a half. Okay. Harry Douglas, what about you? Tell me where to go. Skiggity Scott. It's that boy E40. 49ers. <laughs> I'm gonna, it's unanimous. 5 0. We think the 49ers will win by more than that. Here's the bonus game Dolphins at Jets. Dolphins, nine and a half point favorite at New York. Jets have a new quarterback. Harry, what about you? Ooh. Give me the Jets with the points. Okay. I'll take the Dolphins. Devin. Dolphins. Sam. Jets with the points. Josh, the tiebreaker. Dolphins. Okay, so the Dolphins. The room wins as far as that goes. Harry, have a blessed Thanksgiving. Don't forget to catch Harry on Get Up tomorrow morning at 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Brother, have a blessed Thanksgiving with your family, my man. We'll do it again, too. Thank you, sir. Sounds good. For everybody from Freddie and Harry, we got Amber and Ian coming your way next. This has been Freddie and Harry and the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless and happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.